Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. Juggling work and family life can be challenging. I find my head is so full of to-dos some days that I don't know whether I'm coming or going. Working from home during the COVID pandemic has been helpful. I've been able to get things done in between my work. Jodie Allen has made her living out of working from home. She created a blog called Stay at Home Mum after she was made redundant nine years ago. At the time, she had a young family to care for and a house to build. Now it's a thriving community of women, and her latest book is all about helping others make their own money from home. Her latest book is called Earn at Home Mum. Hi, Jodie. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. How are you? Good, thank you. Now, um, I know that this all came about originally because of necessity, but I also know that you love working from home. What is it you love most about working from home? Uh, look, I'm actually not too much of a people person. I love my own space. I love my house. I love dressing and dags. Um, <laughs> I, I just love being at home. And uh, I've, I've always wanted that because I could be home with the family and, yeah, and be my introvert self at the same time. Yeah, and it is it is so much easier to get the washing done and if if you are so inclined to keep <laughs> things a little bit tidier. You know, just those small things you can do when I guess other people might be having cigarette breaks. Well, that's you just, right. No you can just keep the family running. Yes. Oh, makes so much difference. The only thing is that what I'm thinking though is that it doesn't really work when your kids are at home does it no that's it is hard and I'm I'm not going to say it's easy because it's not when my kids were little it it was an absolute nightmare and I couldn't wait for them to go to school but um it's just it's a triage system you know kids have to come first and and you just work when you when you can yeah now this book is is aiming to help mums that want to work from home what if someone's listening to this and goes up I am right there with Jodie. I want to be in my PJs. I want to be around my kids. Uh, but they don't have a business idea. That's okay because the book has literally like nearly a thousand ideas on every niche there is. Um, I kind of based it on, you remember like when you're at school and you go to the to the lady that gives you decisions on what you should do when you finish work. Oh, the school counsellor. School counsellor, <laughs> yes. Um, so I've just listed all the niches that are sort of relevant to today. And no matter what you do or what you're good at or what you love, there is a way to monetize it some way. And this book's all about sort of stretching your mind to what you're already good at and what you like and then finding the right thing for you. Let's say you are one of those people who knows they've got a good idea or they think they've got a good idea and they're very passionate about it but are a bit unsure whether the idea itself is a viable business. Is there a way to tell whether the business you have in mind is a strong enough idea to make money? Absolutely. I'm all, I'm all about failing fast and that is you dip your toe in with the minimum amount of outlay possible and test your idea. So I've had loads of ideas that I've had and dipped my toe in and they haven't worked. But as long as you fail fast 
and then um, or or hugely succeed, hopefully, and then you can get straight on and into it. But um, yeah, dip your toe in. Like start a Facebook page costs you nothing. Instagram pages cost you nothing. Dip your toe. Just buy minimum viable amount, or do something like drop shipping, where you don't have any stock at all, where you're selling other people's products. So there's lots of ways around absolutely everything. So I think you may have just answered my next question, which was what's the first step once you've since checked the idea, like once you've realised, okay, this is viable, is um, is the, the first step setting up social media in your mind? Oh, we'll do some, a little bit of research first, hop on YouTube, learn some business basics, read Earn at Home Mum, we tell you step by step what to do. And then absolutely social media is one of the very first steps because again, it's, it doesn't cost you anything. And I, I, as well as anyone, understand that when you're starting a small business, there isn't a lot of money to spend. So you have to use your wits time and all the free um assets that you possibly can with what's available. And now's never a better time because there's so many great apps for absolutely everything now and most of them are free. So it's a really good nifty way to start a business and look very professional on a little budget. So are you saying that there are apps that can help you make your social media look schmick? Yes. Oh, there's loads of them. Canva, um, of many people would already be familiar with. Um, we we at Stay at Home Mum use Animoto, which is a really great little program that makes little videos for your social media and you just drop images in. So there's just there's hundreds and hundreds of them out there. Project management apps so that you can make sure that you don't miss anything and everything's running to schedule. Um, it's incredible. And with, I mean, your community really thrives on Facebook. I know you started as a blog and then your community kind of grew from there. And you say you you learnt kind of, um, you know, through failing fast. (laughs) Have you developed your own kind of social media strategy? Is that something that's in the book as well? Um, Look, I don't know whether I I even now have a social media strategy. I kind of follow what my customer wants and and like finding that vein of gold. And like a lot of people are very very structured when it comes to social media, particularly Instagram. But um, you know, I think it depends on your personality too. I really like the uh, let's see what's trending at the moment and let's follow that. But if you've got a particular product, you might want that more strategic, more um, it, it depends on your personality. Yeah, because some, I mean, some social media platforms, even when they're for a business, can feel quite personal. And what's your take on that? I think it's a good thing. I, when I buy from small businesses, I always want to see the face behind it. And I have noticed a lot of small businesses are frightened to put their name or their photo to who's behind it. But what they don't realise is like people connect with that. They want to see who's making their product or or selling it. And it, it adds legitimacy and that personal touch. So it's yours. It's your baby. Put your face on it. And you mentioned before that there are some apps that, you know, can do project management, which just sounds amazing. And my heart breaks a little bit for all those project managers out there that <laughs> are like, no, that's my job. Um, and that, of course, 
sounds so valuable because you don't know what you don't know if you're starting out in business for the first time, do you? Oh, that's right. And what I found was as I was going along, things just fall out of your head because there's so much to do. It's hard to keep track of everything. So programs like this are so good because they, they're they like an expansion of your brain all in one spot. So you don't, <laughs> don't forget anything ever. I think I need that just for my life. I don't have a business, but I just need it for my life. Uh, I, I keep thinking that the more things you learn, the more things fall out of your head as you get older. <laughs> I actually think there is science based on that, that, that there is research that says you can only hold so much in your brain at one time. So what about the financial side, Jody? Because you might be the world's most creative person. You might have a product in mind. You might be very creative when it comes to whatever you have to sell or the service you want to provide and all of that's great. But the thought of trying to monetize something, trying to work out uh, when you have to make a profit and how much does that profit need to be, that could be quite scary for people. Was it scary for you when you first started out? Uh, yes, but I started my business with zero funds, so I had nothing to lose. It's <laughs> kind of a, a nice feeling when that happens. I know people say you should put your money where your mouth is, and yes, I do agree with that, but you don't need $10,000, $100,000 to start a business. I mean, sure, it, it's handy and it, it, and it might get you further ahead, but I think tenacity and hard work gets you further. And um, I know that in your book, you, like you said, you have step-by-step guides. Does that also include that financial side of things? I know it's going to be different for every business, but is there even like a checklist of things you have to keep in mind when you're starting a business? Oh, absolutely. And um, look, finances are certainly not my strength. And when I started stay-at-home mum, that was the, f- the first thing I could get rid of was finances because that was what I hated doing the most. That's what scared me the most. So when I could afford to, that was the very first thing I did. I got a bookkeeper and that was life-changing because <laughs> I, I got my bass wrong. I got everything wrong. So um, if you're not savvy when it comes to to figures, and most of us aren't unless you go and do an accounting degree or or go and study for it, uh, make that your very first port of port call. Even if it's an hour a week, I think make that investment. I guess the other question I have is that um, when it comes to parenting, sometimes it can feel we're existing in a very crowded market. Like there's always something someone is trying to sell or um, something directed at parenting, which is not to say that just because you're a mum, you have to think of a business that's going to be in that market. How do you actually make sure that what you're doing is going to stand out? from all of that crowding? That's the key. It's that finding that niche, finding that one area that makes you smile. I know this isn't parenting, but I'll give an example of um, there was a a local lady recently um, who did dog grooming and, you know, she was going very well. You know, dog grooming, it's up, you know, got the normal number of people in. But all of a sudden she noticed that um, trending on Instagram was dog mullets. So she started (laughs) specialising in dog mullet trims. And now she charges five times what what a normal dog trim will have. So it's just that finding that little niche within a niche. It's something that's, (laughs) I know, it's so cool. It looks amazing. Better on a dog sure than a kid. That, I was going to say, I'm not sure mullets were ever cool, but having <laughs> on a dog does sound pretty hilarious. I think I'm going to have to go look her up now. 
Well, Jodie, obviously um, your book is out now so people can go to that if they have ideas. How does it feel now, I guess nine years on or however long it is, that this one thing that happened to you, which probably felt quite devastating at the time, the redundancy, has become this thriving, successful business? Oh, look, it's I still pinch myself all these years later. And I was only the other day I was looking at my year 12 school book, um, end, end of year book, and it said underneath, well, you had just put what you were wanted to be when you grew up. And I put to start my own business. And I wasn't, it wasn't until I was 35 till I did this. So it's never too late and stop making excuses. And I still remember that very minute that I took the step of, do I let this become a business or do I let this you know, just go through my hands and, you know, I just grabbed it with both hands and run for it. And at the end, don't, just don't regret it. If you want to do it, just jump in. I had no idea what I was doing. And sometimes I think I still don't. So if I can do it, anyone can. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, Jodie, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you, Siobhan. That's Jodie Allen, founder of Stay at Home Mum and author of Earn at Home Mum. You'll find links to the book in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.